Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam Hurley, and as you can tell by the name of this podcast, we are doing the movie Little Woman. And if you're going to review a movie like Little Woman, you've got to get in probably the coolest ladies you could find. First of which is Stacey Hurley. Hello, Stacey. How are you? Hello. I'm super excited to be here. It's almost like we haven't seen each other all day. How are you going? I'm great. It's like we're strangers. How have you been? What's been happening? (laughs) What? Where is this going? I don't know. Anyway. Let's talk about the movie. (laughs) And the other lady that is joining us to discuss these little women is Liz making her triumphant return. How are you, Liz? Uh, I'm no lady, that's for damn sure. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. other than that, I'm great. <laughs> oh, awesome. So yeah, Little Woman uh, came out in 2019, directed and written by Greta Gerwig, uh, starring Sasha Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, Eliza Scanlon, Laura Dern, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me pronounce that for you, Sam. Uh, no, don't. I, I hate the guy. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tomoff. Some of the a guy playing Laurie and uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I feel like you've missed a fairly key actress in Meryl. that list. Who the hell is Meryl? Come on, Meryl Streep. Oh, what's she been in? What's she done in her life? Uh, everything that yes. matters. Okay, yes. it's a good point. And of course, Chris Cooper playing an almost unrecognizable Mr. Lawrence. Did you, do you guys know who Chris Cooper is? By the way. He's unrecognizable. Oh, cause, he yeah, is that unrecon- guy. No. That guy. Oh, my God. That guy? Yeah, that guy. You know, he's, out of American under- Beauty. He's put and- on a lot of weight for this role. Wait, that guy's in American Beauty? Yeah, he's the <laughs> um, homophobic neighbor that's actually gay. The military guy. Uh, no, I know him from something else. I don't know what it is. Your wet dreams. I'll come back to you. Did you? What? No. <laughs> Not that I'd tell you about anyway. Um <laughs> But uh, what film are we actually reviewing? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the film that we are reviewing is Little Woman. New rule that we've introduced on this podcast is that if you're the last to see it, then you have to give the plot of the film. So congratulations, Liz. You're ding, 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 the winner. What is the plot of the film Little Woman? Oh, I couldn't be more thrilled about this. Uh, let's see what I can come <laughs> up with. Uh, okay. So essentially, back in like the, I want to say the 1800s, uh, I think it was probably the Civil War, there were... Four sisters who were relatively poorish and like they all had dreams except one of them and they all went off and like lived their dreams and the movie's kind of a a story of a bit of their forward life when they're living their dreams and a little bit of recollection of back in the day with living at home with their mum. How does that sound? Not bad. Yeah, that, yes. that sums it up. That's- Nailed it. <laughs> And what is Better Call Saul? What's his What's his role? He's about the only one that you've missed out. The father. He's not really. That was Better Call Saul. Yes. That's so funny because I literally wrote down in my list of things that um, I was like, couldn't they get uh, some kind of known actor to play the dad? What <laughs> <laughs> Bob Odenkirk? I, I have no idea. That's gold. Um, oh yeah, and he's off at war. Yeah. Or whatever. He's just basically not there except for like. Five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So that's why he was irrelevant. I would have been more inclined to bring up Badass Aunt March. Yeah, there exactly. you go. And Aunt March, played by Meryl Streep, who is their cranky auntie that yeah. is a widower, I guess. Don't even get me started on that. No, I reckon she's How has she looked so much older than Laura Dern? She looks like ancient. Mm. Laura Dern looks... Is, Laura Dern's supposed to be like 37 yeah. or something in the film. And then, like, yeah, Meryl Streep looks about 
60, and but then she's supposed to be the father's uh, sister? It just made no sense to me. Oh, there we go. Maybe mm. the father married substantially younger than him. But he didn't look 60. No, he didn't look 60. No, he looked in the middle of them, but it's still, I don't know, just the ages seem really weird. I felt like she was the great aunt, but then they said specifically that she was the brother, like the dad's sister, so Makes sense. Anywho, we'll move over to the reviews for this movie. Don't have Metacritic this week, but we do have Rotten Tomatoes at 94% and IMDb at 8 out of 10. But Liz, as a score out of 10,000 biographical novels, what would you give this I think I'm going to go about 7,044. Just over a seven. Really? Yeah. What, what about you, Stacey? What would you give this a score out of 10,000 biographical novels? I'm going to give it 5,026. I'm surprised. You told me in bed you're only going to give this three. <laughs> That's how romantic our life is. We're talking about how much we'd give a movie. Yeah. You like I, that? I'm dying. Just, let me talk. <laughs> I have a compliment sandwich for it, so I had to give it over five. Right. <laughs> I think that's fair. I'm just waiting to see if um, Sam gives it a negative value because of the copious numbers of messages about how much he was hating it. That's the problem is, like, I only have one thing bad about this film. So you loved it? Y- no. No. <laughs> the bad thing is fundamental to the enjoyment of the whole film oh yeah because so i know i'll, I'll get oh, well, I'll wait and see what your yeah. bad thing is yeah, yeah but i can think of a thing that you hated that i don't think was fundamental to the <laughs> no, no 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 <laughs> i know what you're talking about but no okay, yeah uh, give us your score and let's get into i'm it. gonna give you two scores yeah. my real honest to dirt score about this is probably about 3500 but my my other score is about 6012 how does that make sense you just yeah. gave us two completely different scores yeah I, I don't know. I'm I in between. <laughs> I, this is the thing. I flow between them. Like one one of these things. Here's the thing. Ah, I'll get into it. I'll do, I'll do my compliment sandwich first. Yes. I'll smash please. that out of the way so that you guys know what I'm talking about. They say women are confusing. Yeah. yeah exactly. Believe me. I I don't know. The thing about this film, and I'm going to just do all my good things at the same time, is that the costumes are great. The direction is great. The performances are great. Uh, it's, it's, it's an engaging story. None of the um, actors feel miscast or anything like that. All of that works really well. But my bad thing, and I know this is the same thing as Stacey, is the editing drives me insane. Probably because me and Stacey are really fairly recent parents that we don't have the mental faculties or capabilities to jump through time a million times and be like, hey, here's the main character. Oh, now we're going to go back in time. Oh, but we're going to tell you this other part. Oh, but we're going to tell you this other part. Oh, but here's another character. Oh, but we're going to tell you this other part about it. Oh, but you forgot about this sister. Now here's another sister. It's just like... Oh, God, can we cut him off yet? I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we the problem. It. That's what this movie is to me. It's just like jumping all over the place. And I feel if it just had a coherent narrative and maybe followed the timeline of the story or maybe just dwelled a little longer on one of the characters, I would give this a really high score. But that's where I am at the moment. Stacey, you feel the same, I take it. I do. I absolutely do. I could. It was frustrating to keep up with it. If I wanted to watch Interstellar, I would watch Interstellar. I would watch a sci-fi where you expect time to be warped and twisted and to be confused a little bit, but not in Little Woman. Come on. We, I just Such wanted a- to sit down and get it. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. it was quite funny because me and Stacey watched Girl Interrupted last night. And that has the same feature, except because you're only following one girl's story, it's very easy for her to jump back into her past and then come back into the present. And it's easy to keep up and sort of maintain it. But with this one, because it's jumping between the characters so much, I don't know, just pull me apart. 
Yeah, it's just trying to be clever. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and it means But you like two things. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go. My first good thing is the attitude of these girls, even though it was based in the 1800s, it's still relevant today. That's, their thoughts are still relevant. You know, Jo wants a career. She doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to be owned by a man. My other good thing was Meryl Streep. She's the bomb. And, yeah. I mean, there's so many good performances. I loved uh, Bob Odenkirk as the dad and Laura Dern as the mom. Um, But there's one quote in particular from Aunt March which I just loved, and it was, I may not always be right, but I am never wrong. <laughs> like, ooh, Smooth. you're a badass, Aunt March. Yeah, that, that actress <laughs> playing her, that Meryl Streep, I reckon she's got a pretty good career ahead of her, eh? I reckon she, she's pretty good. Stacey, can you punch him for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh hey, listeners, yeah. she did in fact punch him, and I appreciate that. <laughs> what is wrong with Meryl Streep? We've got to discuss this because time and time Nothing. again, yeah, Sam has an issue with her. I've got no issue with her. Yes, you do. You don't like her. I love Meryl Streep. You've yet to prove it. We so you're Cream a big fan Cream. of Mamma Mia, for example. Oh, I've never gotten... There's no way I'm going to watch Mamma Mia. That's a bad <laughs> Well, example. if you love Meryl Streep, if you, if you loved Meryl Streep, you would want to see Mamma Mia. Oh, uh, Devil Wears Prada? Haven't seen that oh, either. fantastic film. Um, <laughs> oh, we should do that next. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Well, it's going in a direction you're not agreeing with, is it? Can I no, talk no, about I... my compliment sandwich yes. then? Yes. Uh, I actually also had Meryl Streep, and I've actually written that she's a badass as well. Like, she was just quality. She just brought great lines, just sass. I just love yeah. it. My bad thing about the film was I felt that the majority of the relationships just, they didn't sell them to me. I just mm. didn't really buy them, and I'm happy to talk about that mm. a bit about that a bit later on, but just most of them kind of, annoyed me or just didn't fit right so that was kind of annoying but as for the other good thing I just thought the set design and the dresses and like the whole period setting it's just fun to look at and see like the bit when they're on the beach and like walking around in like their full attire all the fancy dresses yeah. and bonnets and stuff yeah. that's hilarious like yeah. it just is such a hilarious thing to see so like I just I always quite like seeing that sort of thing that seems a bit weird yeah yeah no that was yeah. that was me as well I love the costume and the design and all that sort of stuff I thought it was awesome as well as like some of the places that were like some of the sets and locations, yeah. I thought the houses were perfect. Like yeah, that's they what I'm summed about, up yeah. the 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 March's house and old mate the rich guy's house. Just oh, summed up the poor people's house. Yeah, the poor pe- it just summed up everything like in this snapshot. Yeah. Anywho, moves us over to question number two. What is it there, Stace? What character just clearly needs to get laid? Have we all got the same answer for this? What? Oh, I don't know. Amy? Oh. No. Really? Okay, no, we don't. There we go. <laughs> Florence Pugh, you reckon she was a bit thirsty, do you? Yeah, I think she was a little bit idealistic, you know. She wanted to be an artist and she didn't want to marry old what's-his-face and da-da-da. But and, and I just think, oh, you just need to get out there and get amongst it and then you'll realise. Oh, I see. Why. Yeah. <laughs> She'll become a wise woman yeah. then. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, in a way. We'll but, just yeah. see that it's not all, you know, it's not all what it's cracked up to yeah. be yeah yeah quite possibly going to be disappointed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just a bit cynical what can i say <laughs> yeah i had a totally different one i said mr lawrence i felt like he was just this sad old fella 
super lonely. He was trying to chat up Aunt March at one point. Yeah. I just thought he was such a lovely guy and I just felt like he just needed to get laid. Yeah. Kind of felt like Beth could have done him a bit of a favour, but maybe that's just me. That is so wrong. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> so wrong it's right. Like adult Beth, adult Beth, she could be over 18 when she banged him. That's fine. I mean, I'm not talking Still, about child Beth. 18 versus what, 80? Like... <laughs> No, I think she was 20, so it's fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay, maybe I don't believe that 100%. I'm just saying (laughs) he was a lonely old man and he was kind. So He was very interested in her, though it was more of a... Father-daughter. Father-daughter. I don't want to finish the sentence. (laughs) Oh, God, I wonder how much of this I'm going to leave in. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've said that, you have to leave it in. Holy oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought or the boys last the week were bad. You two are way worse. <laughs> okay, what did you say? Oh, I just went with Timothy Chalamet. Oh. Just call him Laurie. Oh, no, yeah. I know. Teddy. Timothy. He was the obvious answer. He's yeah. a teenage boy. Of yeah. course, he needs to get bloody yeah. laid. But, yeah, exactly. And, but throughout this entire film, he's chasing every single one of these sisters. He's just, he's sort of like just prancing around like, ooh, hello. Ooh, like hello, a little puppy. Yeah. Ooh, totally. Oh, I'm an alcoholic now. <laughs> totally unlike Sam at that age, who was, you know, a dedicated one woman man and very serious and mature. I was definitely sure. a no woman man at that point. <laughs> Actually, that's a fair call. <laughs> I'm amazed you're a one woman man now. Oh, so am I. <laughs> Getting piracy close to 40-year-old virgin status, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Way to shove your marriage in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't managed to lock down Spanky. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Spanky, that was a joke. We, we had, don't worry, he's not going to listen to this one, but I'm glad you brought it up. We had a lot of feedback as to whether you and Spanky were going to hook up. Uh, yeah, no, he's not my type. Long hair. Already talked about that. He's cut it off since. <gasps> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> There's hope. There's hope. This is over to question number three. What is it there, Liz? What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Okay, hold on to your seats, ladies, because here was my deep philosophical debate for this film. Okay, I I mentioned at the start about my scores for this film, and to be honest, I enjoyed most of this film. It was just the editing that let it down. But then another part of me started watching this film and taking this film in, and the problem with this film for me is that, well, one of the problems I have, personally, is that when I'm watching this film, I don't see a male character I can latch on to that I can see myself in, that can take me along on the story. So I feel left out. So then I started dialing it back, and then I thought, what about all those action movies that I watch with some of my with my wife or with my female friends, and we're watching them, and literally all the guys in the movies, are, you know, they're tough, they shoot guns, they're awesome. But then all the women in the film typically are just naggers or idiots or all that sort of stuff. And then I thought to myself, is this what the experience is for a woman watching an action film or watching a male-centric film? Oh my God, Stacey, I think I understand why you married him. <laughs> like, a man that actually understands this concept? Yeah. That's, you're a rare diamond, Sam. But it's Thank not you. until now that he's sit, sit through Little yeah, Woman. No, this, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like a sudden realization. Like, as I watched it, I was like, there's no guys in this film that are, have any. Like, total t- legends? Yeah, yeah, or like, like redeeming yeah. factors whatsoever. Like, Timothy Chalamet, I'll call him by his real name, floats through this movie being an alcoholic and being an idiot, you know, the. The professor that she ends up marrying at the end is like a bit oblivious to it all. Their dad is just joking and jovial and an absentee father. And then the old fella is, oh, I can't really see myself oh, in the old fella. sweetie. Yeah. I think you would have been the old fella if you were going to be any of them. But um, Yeah, but yeah, uh, that was me. 
It makes me think of the movie, was it just called Spy? It was with Melissa McCarthy and Jude Law. Oh, yeah, Spy, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I really liked that film because it was the same thing. All the men, while they were the spies and stuff, they were all idiots and useless. And the women were really competent. And I was like, this is awesome. This is like such a good film. Yeah. So same sort of thing, I guess. At, yeah. I had the same thing in Ghostbusters, the female reboot with Chris Hemsworth pa- playing yeah, he's the, an absolute idiot. the yeah. bimbo receptionist. Loved Amazing. it. Loved it. Okay. So this uh, movie in 2020, it still holds up as a, a bit of a feminist story, I guess. So I'm wondering, uh, Louisa May Alcott, when she first wrote the book back in the 1860s, she's just writing about her life. It's it's closely related to her family and her sisters and what was going on. Was she thinking about this? Was she thinking that these themes would still hold up 150 years later? I don't know. No, because she, she didn't even, well, I mean, judging off the movie, you know, there's the bit where Joe's just like, oh, I'm just writing about domestic crap that nobody cares about. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what Louisa thought, right? Yeah. She was just like, oh, nobody's going to give a crap about this. I'm not writing about anything important. Yeah. yeah. Because we were all conditioned to think that stuff that affected women's daily lives was not important. Yes, what happens in the home, not important. Yeah. yeah. That leads me to my deep philosophical debate because my question to myself is, as a woman living in today's world, I, you know, I've got a master's degree. I've got a really great career. Pretty certain I'm not going to have kids, and I'm really happy with all of that. What would I have done back in the day? Like, would I have just gone, look, let's face it, if I want to achieve anything really well, I'd probably best to get married and just settle down, but like try and make changes that way. Or mm. would I have tried to be like Joe and get out of my own, but like live dirt poor and have everyone talking to me like I was an idiot? I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. And actually Game of Thrones made me think of this as well with, um, you know, Marjorie uh, Terrell was really smart. And, but she went down the, oh, well, I'll use my feminine wiles to get what I want because yeah. that's all I can manage. I just, I think that's quite an interesting question. And I'm pretty glad that I live now and I don't have to make that choice. She yes. looked at marriage like it was a, what they call it in the film, an economic transaction. Or something. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you want to be poor? And interestingly, the sister Meg, who did get married, she did not marry for money. She married no. someone who was. She married for love. Yeah, exactly. So. We had examples of all the different outcomes, I guess, that they saw at that time. It's true. Yeah. Don't marry someone for money. Don't marry someone at all. Or just cack it. Yeah. <laughs> or just die while you try it. Exactly. <laughs> Except for Florence Pugh, man. She cashed out. She married someone that she loved and made money. But yeah. Moves us over to question number four, which is the first of our Patreon questions. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon that you can find at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. On it, he posts a ton of awesome, awesome content that everyone should go check out. And what Dave would like to know is, which two characters from this film would you want with you at a house party? I am going to go with Joe and Laurie. Oh, just same as me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they've got this good vibe and then liven the place up and they'd want to be dancing and having a good time. I feel like Laurie would be able to bring down some bottles of like vintage Tedinger or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, Joe might have ridden a... Uh, some sort of little skits that people could perform to keep it entertaining. I don't know. Could be fun. Same reasons, Stace? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, they're the most fun characters in the movie. What did you think, Sam? Oh, I'm going to go with Mami March, which is Laura Dern. I love Laura Dern. 
But um, she's also like she's kind and she's caring and she knows how to keep her house in order. So I reckon she'd be the perfect host. Or even if you went to somebody's like house party, she'd be like, right, we need this, we need that, we need to do this. And then she'd be able to give you little prep talks and explain, you know. So you're ha- using her as a service, no, but catering no, service. No, not as a service. She'd just be an awesome <laughs> And then for the cleanup girl. afterwards, of course. Yeah, exactly. She'd be the cleanup. Up- yeah, so you're just saying, oh, look, a mother. No. She can well, organize everything and then clean up afterwards. <laughs> Have you not been to my parties? That's what I love, man. <laughs> I know. That's what you're married to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but she'd also like get into some blind rage if she got wasted she was saying that she's angry all the time yeah and her inhibitions hold her back from being angry in daily life you give her a few bottles of perfect challenger and she is gonna get super angry i love a good she's gonna smash up your house yeah like throw your lamp out the window (laughs) it's just like partying with stacy anyway so it's (laughs) pretty much the same the other one is aunt march because i reckon i could uh sweet talk her enough or be shy and innocent enough that i get a trip to europe out of it at the end Whatever. I'd, I'd like to see you at a party with her because she'd just rip you to shreds and yeah. we'd all be like, yeah, exactly. yeah, it would be entertaining. No, no, I know how to fly under the radar with people like that. I know how to oh, yeah. keep oh, out yeah. of their strike range. I've I, never I'm, seen I'm you go under the radar. Yeah, yeah, I can. Oh, believe me, I can. <laughs> okay, that yeah. brings us to question number five. <laughs> what scene from this movie will last with you the longest? I felt that it was Amy burning Joe's book. Just because right. that was cold as ice. Like, that was hardcore. This was not a book that she had saved on a USB key <laughs> and could go back and get, okay? Yeah. How long would it have taken for her to write all those pages? Mm. And you just can't get that back. I, it, it was just the coldest thing ever. Like, I hated my sister a few times in my childhood, and I don't think I would have, like, burned some of her best possessions or whatever. That's intense. Yeah, same. I hated your sister too. She was I'm telling her, she could actually kill you with her bed. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's terrified. The way she treated you, Liz, was horrible. Oh, that's very sweet. See, that's how you fly under the radar. <laughs> Smooth. I like it. All right. See, I'm a pro at this shit. Uh the, the one for me, um this movie took a massive turn and boosted its score by about ten thousand in my opinion. That's right, my score's getting higher and higher as we review this movie, was the bit where she wrote that letter to that dude and then dropped it off in the letterbox and then he showed up like, yo, I married your sister. I was like, this movie has gone fucking Jerry Springer. This is amazing. And then she has to like sneak back and grab it. Yeah, oh, uh, if, yeah I'll talk about it. If it had been gone, yes. if it had been gone when she went back and got I'll it. I'll talk about yes. that later. I'll talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah, that was the All scene. Right. I wondered what it was because Stacey said, oh, it's an hour 20 and he's enjoying it now or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What bit was that? That's when, that's now I know. He loves the drama. <laughs> Such a drama queen. What about you, Stace? Okay. When I read this question, I just had this flash in my mind. And it was when the girls had gone away and gifted their Christmas breakfast to the poor family, the Hummels. They'd cut, they'd returned to their home and there was an even more impressive breakfast spread that wasn't didn't really look like breakfast. It was like donuts and pastries and yeah, like, ice cream. It was food I, it was for like, a week. I love food and it looked amazing. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> things are perking up here. <laughs> You've got. Did you then get up and go and get ice cream or like a donut? <laughs> what did I point out to you at that point though in that scene? I pointed out how okay if you're the poor family and then suddenly everyone brought over this food, you'd be like awesome. But if you're the poor family and then you like caught up the next day, like, oh, thank you so much for that food. You guys must have starved. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. The way richer family than us came over and dropped off a shitload of food. 
We were we we've got enough food for another couple of weeks. How how, how way, was your guys' meal? Way better than those shitty pancakes or whatever we gave yeah. you. Those were crap. This stuff was quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we did ask each other why didn't Mr. Lawrence just give the poor family the food directly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he didn't know about them. He only yeah. realised that they were taking the food after that. I don't know. Sure, Mr. Lawrence didn't give a shit about that poor family. That's what I've come to the conclusion on. He was a bad man. <laughs> no, he was. He was a lovely man, and he deserved to get laid. I'm still. They didn't, didn't ha- want scarlet fever. They, that was his problem. They didn't have like a Facebook community <laughs> notice board saying, "Hey, no. these people need a hand." You know, he didn't get the memo. But he got the memo that the <laughs> marches were out of food. Yeah, because he had a crush on Beth. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> So he's watching. No, no, Beth. not the crush. Sorry, no, he was fond of Beth because she reminded him of her, his daughter. Speaking, speaking of the poor family, that actually gets me onto question six: which side character would make for the best spin-off movie? And I say that because I'm going to answer the question first, mm-hmm. just to be cheeky. Um, I think the poor family could be interesting because because um, it seemed like they didn't speak English, or you know, like, I don't know, they were might have been a bit foreign. So it might have been interesting to see how they got to that point of having the most depressing life ever? Well, they're the Hummels, which is German or Austrian. Yeah, so. in the book in the book that I think they're German. Right. Well, yeah, maybe Austrian. So, yeah, I just thought maybe, you know, seeing their journey overseas and, like, how they came over for this life of plenty and they ended up in this hideous hovel. That is another scene that did stay with me. Interestingly, it was the only kind of depressing or bleak scene in the entire movie, yet we're supposed to believe this book is set during the Civil War. and. And they're suffering, but really that we only saw this 20 seconds of suffering by another family. There was the bit where um, Mami is um, volunteering. Mm, to oh, the yes. Civil War soldier. And yes. then, the, yeah, with the Civil War soldiers and the dad comes up and tells her that he's lost like all of his kids and it's incredibly depressing. Yeah, so, that was the other bit that comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I get what you mean. It's kind of like this weird, fanciful, whimsical mm journey during the civil war yeah and if memory serves correct the book and one of the earlier films is actually really quite depressing because they tell it in chronological order so that stuff is early on where they establish just how poor everybody is getting as as the civil war drags on and whereas this one because it mixed them around and sort of jumbled them together you suddenly get the scene at the end of mommy going oh so sorry you lost your sons here have a scarf see ya and it's sort of yeah. whimsical and upbeat that you'd it's just like, it just fell out of place. I'd love to see a re-edit of this film. Topher, if you're listening, I know you love doing fan edits. Can you please reorder all the scenes into order? <laughs> the side character for the spin-off movie. I want to see a horror film of Aunt March. <laughs> horror? Yeah, why not? Or a thriller. Like of her being the crazy villain? Yeah, in a way. Like, But, you know, like it's one of those, it's like the Joker or something, like where you're rooting for the villain, you know? Because she's rich in this film, movie, right? Yeah. So where'd she get all her money from? I think they were rich originally because, um, well, I don't know if it, I well, Dad ain't. it was in the movie or the book. No, so in the book at the very least, it talks about how, like the girls talk about how they used to have money and how Dad used to be well off and how it's dreadful to be poor now. Oh. So I think that they started out well off, but he, God knows what with his money, and I'll get to that, I guess, later yeah, on in the yeah. questions. But yeah, I think that's that was the situation. Okay, well, in that case, no, I'll dollar back. I still want to see an Art March movie. I reckon you could make a black comedy or something out of her just going around ragging on people, just <laughs> floating into people's and, hello, you guys are all useless, goodbye. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope you don't write it because that was a terrible line of dialogue. Oh, you know, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would also... The idea of writing dialogue for Meryl Streep made me shrink inside. <laughs> Terrifying. 
terrified the hell out of me. If I ever Did write anything with... that Meryl Streep reads out, I will cry. <laughs> I could see that movie having amazing one-liners. Yeah. Like oh. Anchorman level one-liners. Just zinging yes. all over the place, yeah. 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 I also want to see an Aunt March movie, but I want it to be a prequel of Little Woman. So in her younger days, I believe she's a spinster, but in a, the positive way. So I'd like to see a movie of her betting away all these suitors who are vying for her affection and her money. You know, oh, the, the reverse. The Bachelorette yeah. 1860 edition. Or 1820 edition or whatever, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be hilarious. Instead of, like, handing out roses, she's handing out, like, muskets and, uh, like, gin and like, yeah. like, whatever was popular back then. Go to the war, yeah. to the one she didn't like. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, by the way, that question was a Patreon question. That question came courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins. Loves you, babes. Thank you so much for that question. Emily runs the Tasteless Podcast, a podcast in which she basically tries to convince us to watch a movie that no one really watched, no one really appreciates, that she doesn't think gets the love it deserves, and why it's better than another similarly-themed movie. Recently, she did How Machete is Better Than Braveheart. That was the most recent episode. Listen today. Interesting. Yeah. I've never seen either of those films because uh, my brothers wouldn't let me watch scary films that would, violent <laughs> films that would make me upset. So it's the only nice thing they ever did for me. So I figure I'll roll with it. That was probably yeah. for both yours and their safety, Liz. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I could learn some tricks. They did used to tie my push chair to their bikes and ride as fast as they could to see if they could make me fly out of it. Oh, cool. <gasps> so. I probably had some revenge to dole out, to be fair. Yes. Yeah. Psychos. Yeah. If anyone ever comes to a live show of ours, uh, you'll be able to spot Liz. She's the one with a couple of dents in her head. Uh. I do. I actually do. I've got this furrow in my head that's about three inches long. It's terrifying. I have no idea what it's from. Probably that. Probably that. Yeah. Uh, that moves us over to question number seven, which is also our Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of Dan Brennick of the Netflix and Swill podcast. The best Netflix podcast out there that I listen to. It's amazing. It's hands down the only one I tune into every week, but it's still the best one I ever listen to. So it's great. That's how much I love it. And what Dan would like to know is if we were managing Netflix and we had this movie on our books, we were making this film, we were producing it, all that sort of stuff, and we're going to release it on our platform. At what point would you start releasing trailers for it? I'm no marketing expert. You're kidding. (laughs) But You sold yourself to me. (laughs) Smooth. But um, I'm just going to go with one week prior to release. You want to let people know that it's coming, but not for too long, or people are just going to overlook it. Because people know Little Woman. They've seen it before. Some people have. Read the book, whatever. You're either on board or you're not. And, yeah, so one week's long enough. See, I was quite different to you because I said I'd start promoting it as soon as I got the stars on board just because there's such great stars in there. And I just thought you'd be like, hey, look, this is going to be a great film. We've got these amazing actresses, so keep an eye out. Yeah, Yeah, I'm similar to you, Liz, because you're sort of floating off Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, which did really, really well and was a very well-received film a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's her teaming back up with Susha Ronan. So I reckon three months. I reckon three months is a a good amount of time for people to get enough hyped about it as well as, you know, that's sort of leading into award season as well. It's sort of like, hey, you know, we've got this film and just just little snippets. The same thing you said to us um, is just like about all the stars. You'd be like, look, we've got Meryl. We've got Bob Odenkirk, though Liz forgot him. We've got Saoirse Ronan. We've got Emma Watson, Florence Pugh. She's been in every movie this year, but she's in this movie as well. We've got Laura Dern. 
Around that time. Yeah. We've got Tom Tomachi Chichalamiti. Yeah, him as well. And then we deserve to question number eight. What is it there, Stacey? It is, what quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear straight after you finished having sex? Okay, I picked out, I told you I'd make you pay, and I did. <laughs> I like that. What about, yeah. what about, I can't get over my disappointment at being a girl? Okay, so if you heard that, yeah, that would be bad for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. no, that'd be that'd be odd for me as well. Actually, if I heard a dude say yeah. that, because I'd be like, wait, wait a minute, like, is this a Hillary Swank boys don't cry situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. I'm more implying so, that I okay. probably prematurely uh, finished that scene. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. she's like, I can't get over my disappointment of being a girl. Yeah. To be honest, it is pretty disappointing being a girl in a that kind of situation with half the men that I've. I yeah. mean, I'm moving on. <laughs> please, okay. please. What do you got, Stacey? So things are getting weird. Uh, that's my grandfather. Are you scared of him? <laughs> what <the fuck? laughs> I just imagine this guy just like step out of a cupboard or yeah. something and just stand there, and you're like, "Who the hell is that?" And the person's like. That's my grandfather. <laughs> Would you like a piano? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nice. Quality quality answers. Uh, I will then ask question number nine. Yes. Okay, so question nine. What type of dessert is this movie? It's a trifle because it's trifling how I feel about this movie. <laughs> it's terrible. And I like trifle. Yeah, you're ruining trifle. Yeah. That answer. <laughs> it's, tr- it's a trifling matter how I feel about this film, so it's a trifle. Yes. Oh, so troubling. We see what you did there. We see what you did there. Thank Sam. you. Stacey? <laughs> okay, this is slightly lowbrow for this movie, but due to the editing, it's an Eminem's McFlurry. Whoa. <laughs> oh, like as in if it had been edited better, as in swirled better, then it would be better than it is. Mm, Somebody's or- dunking on McDonald's. You fucking tell me. No. <laughs> No, no, hold up. No. I get this because McDonald's, the McFlurry machine. Oh, like I used to work at McDonald's oh, right. and you never wanted to have to clean the McFlurry machine because you'd clean it at like 9 p.m. And then if someone got one at 10, you'd just be like, oh, the machine's broken. Yeah. You just didn't want to have to clean it again. So you'd just go like this really half-hearted crappy swirl with the spoon. And so it wasn't mixed very well. Right. So that's what there I'm you assuming you're meaning, Stace. What do you got, Liz? I went with flummery. Flummery? Do either what of you have any flummery? idea what that is? Oh, that cracks me up because I wanted to give it an old-fashioned dessert because, like, it's an old-fashioned movie. And this is my mother's favorite dessert, and I always laugh at her about it because it's ridiculous. It's evaporated milk mixed with jelly crystals. So like a milky jelly. Yeah. That was her favorite dessert when she was a kid. She used to just love flummery. And I was like, yet another reason why I'm glad I was born today because I get, like, Hagen does, and you get flummery. What oh, the hell is I, that? <laughs> I'm still confused. Your face, Sam. Your face. You're just like evaporating milk, <laughs> jelly. Milk evaporates. No, it, where my brain went was if milk can evaporate, can we get clouds made out of milk? And would it start raining milk? Have you never seen evaporated milk? You're clearly not a bad guy. No, you, you'd be surprised uh, to know that I wasn't allowed anywhere near the kitchen growing up. On account of my ability to eat products before they were used in the cooking. Oh, I assumed you would have set fires. Like, so, yeah. That's it. Starting fires, as well as just leaving shit everywhere. That moves us over to question number 10. 
which side character or background character straight up had their life ruined as a result of the events in this movie? Okay, so I struggled a bit with this one because I feel like everyone came out okay, except Beth, but she was more of a main character, so she doesn't count. Uh, I ended up going with John the Tudor. Yes, he married this wife that he was in love with, but then she went off and spent 50 bucks on fabric and like totally ruined his whole <laughs> fabric plan. Is that what you guys have both answered as well or something? No, but scenes that will last for me the longest, I, I, I saw myself in that scene. There's one scene that I saw myself in. <laughs> so like... Clearly, he had his life ruined because since she bought that fabric, he was going to have to like cut off the power and stuff, and she was seemed a bit frivolous. And, <laughs> hey, but like, she she couldn't but she cope with her life. The fabric, remember? So she made some money back, right? Yeah, she sold it. Yeah, Mom sold it. She's she's a smart woman. But that was a that doesn't mean that she wasn't making other frivolous purchases, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm going with him. What do you got, Stace? I think that the doctor would have been the background character that had their life ruined. Was there? Well, he just went around dealing with scarlet fever all day long, spreading it from house to house. Who's to say he didn't die from it? But he would have had lovely pink cheeks (laughs) when when he came to Rosy disposition. (laughs) I think you're right because I think this is pre them working out that if you wash your hands, there's a good chance that you won't actually spread disease. But uh, the one for me is all the kids at the school that they opened up at the end. What? Yeah. Why? So maybe this is just a thing that I noticed, but did you not notice how their teachers weren't really interested in what they were doing? They were just sort of like all came together and then just wandered off and left the kids to it themselves. Those kids aren't getting a proper education. Maybe that's how they taught them back in those days. Uh, maybe like it, it is. A- self-learning. Maybe it was self-learning, <laughs> yeah, but that was the thing. They were like, here you go, you like art, you do art. Here you go, you like acting, you do acting. Here you go, you like writing. Yeah, Rudolf Steiner. Eh? Yeah. They, they embrace the Rudolf Steiner Yeah, method. exactly. Isn't that what they do at Rudolf Steiner? <laughs> but they weren't teaching those know. kids practical skills. That would get them a job in the workforce. I'm starting to sound like my... Get off my lawn. Pretty much. I'm going to just... <laughs> and I'm going to end it there. And we're going to move over to our personal questions. First up, Stacey can ask her set of three questions that can be asked in this film that she doesn't need to answer herself. So what do you got these days? Okay. So my first question is, what is it with Laurie? He's having a crush on every sister in this family. That's so wrong. Tell me what his deal is. Okay, so when I was at school, there was three sisters, right? And, wow. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <blood>. No. <laughs> no. Let me start again. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy, Stace. There's no other woman in this town. And the only other women that are in this town have scarlet fever. So who are you going to pick? <laughs> Ghostbusters? Exactly. They, they, don't, they live in a town bigger than just one family. Did you see any other families except for the Scarlet Fever family? He's not going to. He's a, he's a straight heterosexual male. He's not going to sleep with the doctor. I mean, he did go to that debutante ball, and there were some ladies there. But uh, I was going to say, there's evidence that he didn't like all of the sisters because he was rude AF to me. Yeah. That's true. Like, don't tell a girl that you don't think she looks pretty because you don't like fuss and feathers. I'll piss off. Yeah, what a dude. <laughs> she look nice. Just say yes, you little douche. Or maybe... <laughs> Sorry, I feel quite strongly about that. I agree. That was just damn rude. Or maybe Aunt March is a witch and she cursed the family to be attractive to the first rich person that comes across them so that they can oh, marry no, wealth. The kid was lonely. Like, he lived with his granddad and hung out with a... Oh, sorry, his uncle or whoever and... Like hung out with the tutor, so yeah. he and then he had all these pretty young girls coming over and giving him attention and laughing at all his funny, ridiculous jokes and you know all of that. I think he was just a teenage boy who liked attention, and her, that family was giving it to him in spades. Mm-hmm. That being said, she was yeah. playing a bit hard to get, so that probably sort of fluttered his interest quite a bit. 
And then Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the obvious tricks. Yeah, all the usuals. He was a pathetic demon. I just <laughs> I just found him a bit of a scallywag. What can I you say? Yeah, that Timothy Shalomine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next question is do you think the dad was actually at war? Hells no. We've talked about how he's they used to have money, but they don't anymore. He was at whatever the 18th version of bloody Vegas was. He was just pissing it up <laughs> against the wall, losing it on the on a hot dice game, and you know playing gin rummy. Spending it all on spending it all on cocaine and loose women. Yeah, exactly. And, and the horses. Cocaine was legal back then. He was helping Doctor Pemberton invent Coca Cola by doing as much coke as he possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I hadn't even pondered that he might not have been at the war until you asked this. And then I was kind of like, actually, like it kind of made sense. Like I could, I could actually see where you got to that. Cause there was a weird family vibe going on on there. Oh like, yeah. Super weird. So like the mum's super angry. He's totally absentee, even though he loves his daughters. But then when he gets home, he's all just like, Oh, California. That sounds nice. I'm going to go there. And the mum's like, <laughs> Oh no, you're fucking not. <laughs> like, like, and like, it was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like it was just this really bizarre kind of, yeah. So clearly, uh, yeah, I think quite possibly he was off, you know, betting on the horses or maybe he was off. Oh, I just don't even know. What, what were the vices back then? Oh, probably alcoholism. I'm saying this guy was probably an alcoholic. And then one day he woke up with a oh, hangover, looked around. Oh shit. I've got a wife and four daughters. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm out, gone. I'm so is it rehab? Yeah. I'm outnumbered here. It was an 1860s rehab, which was probably just living in some sort of poor house in a shed somewhere or something. Yeah. Quite interestingly, when he showed up wearing his officer's uniform, he was wearing um, the pants from the other side. So he'd clearly stolen the uniform of someone. Oh my goodness. No, nah, I'm just making that I up. I didn't know. Wait, how oh. much attention did you pay? <laughs> I know. He keeps finding these weird things, and I'm like, what? And then you just lie. So clearly, I should never trust you again. Exactly. Okay. I sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my final question is, why did Joe immediately think that Aunt March was going to take her to Europe instead of Amy? Because, because Joe was a self-centered bitch, yes. <laughs> and she was she was always competing with Amy, and she always thought she was better than her. Yes. So, yeah, I felt like Joe was just like, look at me, look at me. Yeah, it's just self-entitledism or whatever. It's just like she feels like she's the protagonist in everyone's story. It, like, that was a genuinely like laugh-out-loud moment for both of us yeah. where it was just like, Aunt March is uh, going to Europe. Oh, she's taking me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, she did tell her she was going to take her, well, I, I guess might have been a year or two before, you know, when Joe was reading to her and she was like, oh, well, you know, I want to go yeah. to Europe and you could come with us. But, like, the fact that she told Amy she was going to Europe, Joe should have immediately gone, hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not top of the buddy list anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And why couldn't yeah. Aunt March take more than one? She's clearly loaded. She doesn't like the other oh, ones. Because she didn't actually like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she she liked said, Amy, you're my last chance, basically. You <laughs> yeah. Still gave um, Joe the house. Interesting. Well, you've got to do something with it, I guess. And she didn't want to give it to the poor people. She didn't like poor people. <laughs> That's true. Didn't want to give it to a useless yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ladies, which one of the little women, the four sisters, do you reckon could take me down in a roast battle? Honestly, I think any of them. Hey! <laughs> I knew, I should have known. Okay, which one do you think could take me down the hardest in a roast battle? I would say Amy, and that's a tough call because they all have pretty good, like, sharp tongues on them, which I appreciate. What, even but, Meg? Um, 
Yeah, well, I think me could have came out with a couple of good lines, actually. She was brutal back to uh, Timothy Chalamet when he was rude to her. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, but Amy, Amy was the hardcore one. Like, Amy was just like, I am not putting up with your goddamn nonsense. True. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Stacey? Yeah. I think it's Joe. I think it's Joe. I think you, I agree nah, with I you, Liz. It's, it's a close, close <laughs> call. You could take her. Oh, I could take her. Really? <laughs> Okay. I've never been in a roast battle in my entire life, but sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You seem very confident. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that actually Beth could probably take you down as yeah. well. <laughs> oh, this is just massive hubris. I've got no confidence whatsoever. It's all a fucking smokescreen, man. Just the usual mediocre white man thinking he's amazing. Not even mediocre. I'm used to it. <laughs> I spend time on Twitter. <laughs> Rightio, thanks guys. This is great confidence boost. Uh, next <laughs> That's que- what we're here for. <laughs> anyway, uh, next question. Uh, a lot of people feel like Greta Gerwig was um, massively, massively snubbed for best director nomination. Like, oh, basically, my question is: Do you reckon she was snubbed? Do you reckon that was a fair assessment? Just to throw it out there, the directors that were nominated last year was Munskasese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Quentin Tarantino for Once a Time in Hollywood. Sam Mendes for 1917, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, who was, of course, the eventual winner. So do you reckon she should have replaced one of those guys? No. I, yeah, I, it was, it was a, okay, film. I wouldn't have said that it was spectacular directing. I just would have liked to see a woman replace one of those guys. Yeah. Like, was there no woman out there doing anything better? Like, it just seems quite amazing to me that the best five directors were all men. Yes, that does seem quite crazy. And it usually is. Can you name all women that have been directed? Sorry, can you name, just here's a good trivia question. Can you name every single woman that's won the best director Oscar? Oh, well, there been I couldn't any? win. I couldn't name any of the men. So yeah. I, I think that's different. Then, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Did she yes, win one? there we go. Yeah. You're done. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, one one woman in, in the, the history, history of Oscars yeah. won a best director. Oscar. I shouldn't be cheering. What did she win it for? Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. But yeah. Like so, I, I had a feeling it might have been her, but I wasn't sure. But there's there's good women directors, right? I just don't know what directors are. So. Yeah. See, I, I don't think Greta yeah. Gerwig was snubbed, but I feel like Celine uh, Siama was absolutely snubbed for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That film is oh, I heard brilliant. good things about that it's film. absolutely brilliant, yeah. and I think she had a lot to do with that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, ladies, if you woke up in their world tomorrow, what do you think you would find the hardest part about fitting into their society? I feel like we might have the same answer. You go first, Oh, Grace. the dancing. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we do not. <laughs> I love the dancing. Oh, it'd be so lovely to dance and look pretty, except I'd be a terrible dancer, but I'd have fun. Stacey well, has two good. left feet. Yeah, and they're I'm, both on I'm her left leg, bad. so it makes her <laughs> I'm dancing bad at dancing. I'd like to dress up too and hang around and fluff around with them, you know, doing plays in the attic or whatever. That'd be fun, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, nah. You would miss TikTok. You would go insane. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I didn't. You Hold would up. be able to post your TikTok <laughs> videos, and you would. <laughs> Okay, okay. I d- sure I you've never posted one. I didn't even know what TikTok but... was until two weeks ago. <laughs> you had to tell me. Yeah, sure you've never posted one, but you would so lose your mind if you couldn't post your daily TikTok videos that you never post. See, I would hate being treated as dumb all the time and having to do, like, uh, you know, not use my brain, not be intellectually challenged. Like, you're just this thing that's supposed to look pretty and keep the house clean Mm. and be quiet and yeah all of that would be hideous for me I worked as an EA in banking for a long time and that was enough treatment of being dumb 
And like, frankly, I was smarter than most of the bankers that I worked yeah. for. Mm. The vast, vast majority of them. I can tell you some stories about bankers, but um, <laughs> yeah, like I just would have been ready to punch people. I think. I think I would have been the Laura Dern. Like, yeah. my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I welcome agree. to my world, Liz. That's exactly what I have to put up with on a day-to-day basis. Just looking pretty and cleaning and being treated as dumb. <laughs> well, if the shoe fits, then. <laughs> <laughs> that moves us over to Liz yeah. for her questions. What do you got there, Liz? All right, number 17. I'd like to know which your favourite of the sisters was and why. My favourite was Joe. It was Joe's story. I said this at the end of the movie. Why was this story even called Little Woman? Should have been just Joe's story. That's a shit name. Oh, well, Little Woman. <laughs> no, I know what you woman mean. It could be better. Interestingly, one of her books was named Joe's Boys, so there, there you go. There you go. Joe's could have been. But that's not even her. That's about her boys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for, for anyway, me- whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the reason is because. So in, in the time of the story, she seemed quite outrageous that she wanted to be independent and a writer and not get married. And she may have even been viewed as a bit of a tomboy by the way she dressed and acted and things like that. And cut her hair, yeah. And cut her hair, yes. However, she would fit perfectly into 2020 life in general. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Um, So that's why she's my favourite. I'm probably going to go with Florence Pugh's Amy. She was a bit bratty, but she was also... (laughs) It's Florence Pugh. We saw that coming a mile away. I know. I can't help it. She's just... Yeah, something about her. She's amazing. Yeah. Question 18. Um, which character would you have been most like in that time period? Probably Laurie. He's rambling around. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, a never do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, you know, would have taken the money and the yes, ladies and rolled with exactly. it. Exactly. I found this question really difficult because I didn't relate at all well to any of the characters, really. But I think I would have been a mixture between Meg and Joe because I feel that. I probably don't feel as strongly about things as Joe does. Like, yes, I, w- I want women to be independent, have their own minds and think and do what they want to. But at the same time, I probably would marry for love or comply a bit more to society in general, just because I like things to be easy and nice in life. <laughs> so you wouldn't be as much of a renegade is what you're saying, really, eh? Yeah. Yeah. See, I would have thought you'd be like an Amy because you're quite strong-willed and, you know, you're stubborn. You're not going to let people just walk over you. But I think you're also quite practical. And so you would have been thinking, well, look, I need to get a rich husband. And look, oh, this guy seems pretty good. Like, I'm not averse to it. And then she did actually dump the other guy who was richer mm. and go for Timothy Chalamet, who she actually had feelings for, supposedly, which I don't Well, agree. that's a great answer. I like, I'll take your answer for that one. Thanks, Liz. I thought you would have been a bitch. Oh, you're very welcome. Ginger. <laughs> was she ginger? Yeah. She's a redhead. Was she anything? <laughs> okay, so question 19. What scene of the movie annoyed you the most? Sam, let fly. I'm sure you've got Oh, a I've got this. a lot. But no... <laughs> No, no, no. I'll, I'll completely change my opinion on this movie. This movie's like an 8,000 for me now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, this, this was a really good movie. Um, but, yeah, I was incredibly, incredibly disappointed that she fetched the letter, ripped up the letter, and threw it in the stream. Yeah, that's littering. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're tidy Kiwis. We don't like people littering. What I'm trying to say is that like, that would have made for one hell of a turn or a final third act twist. Of if he'd discovered it and if he kept it a secret and, you know, they went on or whatever. So the reason why it pissed me off is because it then watered down or completely neutered. And I know they said 
you've got to have a like a, a wedding or a love story at the end. But it completely neutered the fact that she was supposedly in love with that other tutor guy because we knew she wasn't. She'd come to this massive realization, this massive self-development that, yes, she is in love with Timothy Chalamet. She never should have rejected him. She's got all these feelings for him. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, no, no, he's, he's married now. I'm sweet. I'm next. You know what I mean? It, di- it didn't. It, yeah. Thank you, it next. watered that down. <laughs> yeah. I actually disagree with you. I think it's good that she found the letter because that that doesn't normally happen in movies. Normally it is this cringy, weird. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Level. You usually can't resolve your mistakes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So it was it refreshing that, oh, it was still there. Great. And actually that was quite a selfless move of hers. Yeah. What about you, what about you Stace? What do you got? I was really annoyed when Meg was at the debutante ball with her mates. Who were they? Her school friends? I don't know. Those girls who just started calling no her idea. Daisy. And she didn't know why. It was the first time they'd ever called her Daisy, but she just went along with it. And when Laurie challenged her on it, she's like, eh, it's just a pet name. Get over it. Yeah, it is a pet. But it's a weird pet name. Yeah. It is a pet name because you're their pet. They've given you a dress and they feel sorry for you. Mm. They're treating you like yeah, a second. Yeah, they're very pandering. Yeah, pandering. They're second class. Yeah, that, that pissed me off too. She's her own woman, man. Let the woman roar. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Don't belittle this Yay, poor, poor little woman. <laughs> Anywho, that moves us down to our final question, which is question number 20. Usually this is a listening question, but we didn't have time to throw this out because we did a pretty rapid turnaround in terms of recording this one. So we're going to use our Patreon question, which is courtesy of Hawley of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine by arguing why, well, basically why this film with its high scores is actually quite a crappy film. But what Julio would like to know is what is our most controversial opinion about this film? I basically disagree with most perspectives about the sisters. Like, most people think Joe is this great, lively, whatever, and I think that she's an annoying, like, self-absorbed idiot, How? really. Like, I think, she, <laughs> I think she was an idiot not to marry Timothy Chalamet because clearly they were going to get along and have a great time and be larrikins and act like children all their life and it would have been fine and hello, this is what your life needs to be. Like, I mean, he would have let her go off and do her writing and everything, right? Yeah. Like, he was the kind of guy that didn't give a shit. Yeah. So that would have been a great way to support her family but also have the life that she wanted. So I thought that was really dumb. Uh, and I just found her as an idiot. And she also was like, oh, I've tried it. Like, when he asked her to love her, she was like, I've tried it and it doesn't work. I was like, when have you tried it? There's been no <laughs> indication of you trying Jack. Yeah. So that pissed me off. Oh, sorry, we're not talking about what pissed me off anymore. But like, I just, <laughs> I didn't like her. What about yeah. you, Stace? What's your most controversial opinion about this film? Mrs. March, or Mommy, yeah, is the real heroine of this story. Right. I don't know if that is controversial. No, it's not. Just as I've said that. Maybe just not as <laughs> observed. She's- well, you, is it because you feel like Joe is the protagonist or whatever, so she should be the heroine, but actually the mother is? Yeah, absolutely. She's holding it all together. She's the perfect mother, housewife, community member, you know, holding everything to the matriarch of her little family. And yeah, she's managing everything while her drunk ass husband is down at the gambling club away playing all their money <laughs> during the war. So maybe the movie should have. And she's not angry, like she's managing her anger. Yeah. So maybe the movie should have focused on her and not the other characters. That would make for a very different film. That is kind of controversial. Uh, my one is that yeah. um, Sir Ronan got nominated for. Best lead actress in a film. Don't think she deserved it. Oh. Nah. 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 There was not enough. I mean, that was a pretty bog standard, like I said, period drama. Yeah. 
happy-go-lucky girl, whatever. Don't get me wrong, like, she, she was good, but I think we're missing Aquafina in the farewell or um, Florence Pugh again in Midsummer or Lupita Nyong'o for us. No, none of those. Oh, there's just plenty. Yeah, yeah, there was plenty of other lead actress performances that I think should have got nominated, but I just feel like mm. the Academy really missed out on a chance of actually nominating some legitimately awesome performances, especially Lupita Nyong'o uh, in Us. That was a pretty outstanding film, and, yeah. and that was really quite creative, yeah. right? Like, I mean, she did quite a creative job. Yeah, so. she had to play two roles in mm. that film. And the other thing, too, is like a lot of people don't seem to realize how much harder acting in a horror movie must be compared to acting in a in a period piece like this. You know what I mean? Like, to be genuinely scared, scary, you know, to convey your emotions, to still have every single bit of drama, but to throw it in there with, you know, making it believable and stuff like that, because it's very easy to be a bad horror movie. It's very easy to be overselling it, overacting, hammy-fisted, all that sort of stuff, to actually convey a sensible level of emotion to what the situation is around you without seeing disproportionate to the circumstances that unfolded before you got to that point. It's hard. Yeah. Compared to Sesha, who just played a tomboy. Yeah. Which was basically like my life growing up. Like, yeah. I, if I played that role, I'd be playing myself. So it's not exactly hard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's me. Anyway, let's take us to the Fair end. Enough. Have we got anything else we'd like to add about this film? There's something I couldn't put in any of these questions. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us. In- <laughs> so weird. Bruce. <laughs> Go, Liz. No, this, there was this one bit that was just super weird. It was brushed over, but it was odd AF. Amy makes a mold of her foot <laughs> for Laurie yes. to remind him that she had nice feet. That was the only bit where it seemed like Amy might like Laurie, except that it wasn't done in a, oh, Laurie is to know that I'm beautiful or whatever. He, what? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> like, I just, what? I just didn't. Amy's was, got a foot fetish. <laughs> Amy has nice feet and is making a mould of her foot. <laughs> I wonder how much that bloody mould would go for on eBay. If somebody, you know, there's some thirsty fanboys out there. Oh, yeah. And who probably have foot yeah, fetishes. Yeah, they have foot yeah. fetishes for Laura, Florence Pugh's feet. They didn't actually make the mould. You didn't see it's it? In, we saw a foot of it. You, know? you don't know. You weren't there. <laughs> hey, people are buying uh, I didn't some. Think, people are buying some girl's bath water. I'm sure. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that uh, gamer girl. Yeah, that gamer girl that, you know, and even said, don't drink this. And then, of course, one of them drank it and got sick. It's bizarre. So I'm sure somebody might auction off Florence Pugh's foot. Oh, gross. (laughs) I didn't think it could get weirder than her making a foot mold for the guy in the movie, but then you'd made it weirder, Sam. So well (laughs) done. Congratulations. that's, That's what I'm here for. Gold star. Yeah. Oh, I've got nothing to add. I, I, my score is ramped up. I, I reckon this is probably like a 9,500 out of 10,000. It's probably my favorite film <laughs> from 2019. Only beaten by Parasite. Okay. Parasite is a better film, but this, I enjoyed this film. Okay. Well, no, my score is still the same and maybe dropping. <laughs> <laughs> You're balancing each yeah, other out. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Liz. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. You've been delightful. Oh, I always am, so I'm not surprised. Yes, <laughs> yes neither am I. A lot of fans well, are asking when you're going to start hooking up with Spanky, Liz. What do you, what do you say to that? Uh, well, it doesn't really help that we live in very different countries, so yeah. It's just a, it's just <laughs> a number of kilometres. That's right. Just quite a lot yeah. of them. You never know, but uh, I don't want to terrify Spanky, so I'll just, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. He needs a bit of terrifying in his life. Yeah, keep him on boy. his toes. Yeah, I could probably see that. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode as we seem to, it's International Women's Month and we've now done two films in a row directed by a woman. So that was, com- we're going to pretend like it was Yay. planned, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to get in contact with us and send us your love or hate or just general, just chit chat, see I am. You know, maybe boost up my confidence after this episode. You can send us a message on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can find us on email at mratqs at gmail.com and then just search up Movie Reviews in 20Qs where you can find our Facebook page, which is often neglected. Uh, but yeah, that's thanks for me. Thanks. Oh, I look good with long black hair. Yeah. <laughs> Banky's not on this that episode, was about Liz, you don't have to sell yourself. <laughs> who knows who's listening, okay? Yes, who knows? So, question number nine. What flavour type of des- what flavour type of dessert? <laughs> Good writing, Sam. <laughs> yeah, let me try that again.